And uh, good morning to everybody. Uh, greetings to all of you at Willerton and to those of you who are joining us online for our online campus, uh, a big hello to you. And of course, I want to give a big shout out to the City Campus family and it's been an exciting one year with you and I'm looking forward to the new year that's ahead of us. And i uh, just wondering, how are you feeling today on this final day of the year? Are you feeling good? If you're feeling good, would you give me a thumbs up so that I know that you're doing good? All right. It's good to see all of you here. And uh, this morning, before we begin, shall we all pray and commit this time to the Lord? Father, we thank you for today, that even though it's the last day of the year, God, we come before you with our hearts hungry to hear what you have to say. So Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Would you begin to challenge us and nudge us in a way that we are excited for the year that is ahead of us? And so God, we commit this time to you even as we look to your word. Would you open our eyes to see, give us the ears to hear and the mind to understand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Now as we come to a new year, all of us have different feelings and thoughts about what is ahead of us. Now, for some of you, you are excited for the new year. Now, maybe because 2023 has been a good year and you anticipate that next year will be even better. I know some of you are getting married in 2024. I know particularly for those, there's a couple in City Canvas and... Um, uh, some of you are expecting a baby or maybe you just had a baby and it's a very exciting season, uh, you know, carrying a newborn in your arms. Uh, perhaps for those of you who are in school, you are entering a new school year um, and perhaps you're thinking, oh, you're heading to university and you're considering all the various options that's available for you. Uh, maybe for some of you, 2024 is going to be a year where you enter the workforce and you're not too sure what to expect. You know, how's working life going to be? You know, some of you are considering a career change or perhaps some of you are contemplating if you should retire and travel the world in 2024. <laughs> I know Pastor Benny is very excited about that. Um, or, or perhaps, you know, you lost a loved one this year. And maybe you're asking for yourself and for your family, what's next? Now, for some of you, you have gone through a very, very, very rough year and you are uncertain about what's ahead. You have a lot of questions. You have a lot of doubts. Uh, is it going to be the repeat of 2023? Are we going to see more wars happening in the world? Will we continue to live in the ramifications of the COVID-19 pandemic? Will the economic growth ever match up with the inflation rate? Whatever it is that's on your plate for 2024, the future always presents itself with a certain amount of uncertainty. And as we step into 2024, stepping into a future that we are not entirely sure of can be rather daunting and unnerving. But you know, church, I thank God that we have His Word to guide us as we step into a new year. I thank God that His Word is a lamp for our feet. His Word is a light for our path when we can't see the road ahead. 
that the Word of God illuminates our every step and shows us His desires, His plans, and His purpose for our lives. And so this morning, we're going to look at the book of Joshua, and we're going to have an overview of chapter 1, 3, and 4. And it was a time of uncertainty for the nation of Israel. Moses had just passed away, and Joshua just stepped into being the leader for the Israelites. On one hand, he had been shadowing Moses for a very long time. On the other hand, it was a new thing completely for Joshua to lead the entire nation of Israel. But it was also a time of excitement and adventure for the nation of Israel. It was a new journey that the Israelites were about to embark on. They were just coming out of a 40 years in the, of rounding in the wilderness and they just arrived at the border of the promised land which God told them to step into. Now with all this at hand, it can be rather daunting and unnerving for both Joshua and the Israelites. They're about to enter into uncharted territory and to face all sorts of challenges that are ahead of them. And as we observe their interaction with God and with one another, there are three key principles that you and I can glean from and apply in our life today as we step into 2024. And at each of these key principles, there are some reflection questions for us to consider as we internalize these principles. Now, we may not be able to answer all these reflection questions today, but over the next one week into the new year, can I encourage all of us to take some time to ponder and to give the Holy Spirit the room, the space to speak into our lives. You know, all of the notes, all the reflection questions can be found on fcc.life. And so the first one, as we step into the new year, let us be rooted in the Word of God. Let us be rooted in the Word of God. Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 to 9 says this, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now this was a conversation which God had with Joshua when Moses died. And it sounds as if God was giving Joshua a blueprint, a roadmap for him uh, as he takes on the helm of leadership of the nation of Israel. And God knew that as the Israelites enter into the promised land, they were walking into a new terrain. They were surrounded by people who knew nothing personally of Yahweh, whose customs and practices were so different from the Israelites. The Israelites were a nation who was just starting out. A few years out of Egypt and 40 years of rounding in the wilderness was only just the beginning of Israel's journey in becoming the nation God has called them to be. And God knew how easy it was for Joshua and the Israelites to lose sight of who God has called them to be as they enter into a place with people who are hostile towards God. 
They could easily swing to look more like the people of the land than who God has called them to be. And God told Joshua in verse eight, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything in it. And church, the whole idea was to impress upon Joshua for him to be rooted in the book of the law, to let the book of the law to fill his mind, to permeate his thoughts and words as he leads the people of Israel, to help him keep his eyes on the prize, which is to lead the people to be God's people in God's land. And church, it is imperative for you and I to be rooted in the Word of God as we step into 2024. It's very easy for us to blend in with the world and to pick up the values of society. Now hear me correctly. I'm not saying that the values, all the values of society are terrible. Don't get me wrong here. But church, if we are not conscious about it, if we are not careful, we can easily end up looking more like the world than the bride of Christ whom God has called us to be. You know, my family and I, we have moved to Perth for, I think, slightly more than a year now. And my boys started attending school this year. And my wife and I, we noticed that my boys started to have an Aussie accent, you know, after some months. And the accent is the thickest when we pick them up from school. And I have to ask my boys a few times, um, I beg your pardon, can you repeat what you're saying again? Um, and their accent was very thick. And on the ride home, very interesting, their accent gradually subsides and loses itself. And when they reach home, they sound a little bit more Malaysian, okay? Um, and there was once, my oldest son started calling me bra. And I, 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 don't, I don't blame him, okay? I don't blame him. And uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the term bra, B-R-U-H, okay? Not the undergarment, B-R-U-H. Uh, it is a term of endearment used in replacement for bro or sis, okay? So when my son called me then, bra, um, I look at him and said, excuse me, I am not your bra. I am your father. Hello? Okay, I'm your father. And... Uh, I'm not sure about you parents here, but I noticed that it's very easy for kids to pick up these things, you know? Uh, and, it's, and it's because they spend about 30 to 40 hours in school. Uh, they in interact a lot with their friends uh, who come from various backgrounds. Uh, and similarly for all of us here who are in the marketplace, on average, you would spend about 30 to 40 hours a week interacting with people from various backgrounds. But the question we gotta ask ourselves is this, are we being influenced by the culture and society that we are in, and have we given room for society to dictate who we are? Or are we becoming an influence to the people in our world by embracing who we are in Christ and being the disciple for Jesus? Is the word of God being filtered through culture? where only the feel-good message of the gospel is accepted and the holiness of God that God beckons us to is rejected? Or are we being rooted in the Word of God and the way we see culture and society, how we view it, is through the lens of the Word of God?
No church, we need the Word of God to filter through the culture that we are in. We need the Word of God to guide us through the circumstances that we face in life. We need the Word of God to be that foundation for the choices and the considerations that we are to make. We need the Word of God to transform us, to renew our minds, to change us, to be more like Christ. If we are to be a people of God in the land of the living, we must be rooted in His Word. So the first reflection question that I want us to consider is this. What passage of Scripture do I need to digest today? What word or passage of Scripture is God bringing to my mind in this season of my life? What word from the Bible is God reminding you as you step into 2024? What word specifically is God bringing your attention to? And I want us to consider this over the next few days. Because church, if we are to be a people of God in 2024, we ought to be rooted in His Word. Number two, as we step into the new year, let us keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Let us keep in step with His Spirit. Joshua chapter 3, verse 1 to 4, it says this, Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out for Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. The Israelites, they were about to cross the Jordan River and they were about to conquer their first city, which was Jericho, in the new land that God had told them to inhabit. But before they crossed into their new territory, Joshua told the people that when they saw the Ark of the Covenant and the Levitical priests who were carrying it move, they were to follow suit and move as well. Now for us today, it may not mean much, but it was a big deal for the Israelites back then. Just a little bit of history here. The Ark of the Covenant uh, played a symbolic and spiritual role in guiding the Israelites during their journey after they came out of Egypt. The Ark was a central and sacred object that represented the presence of God among the people of God. In the book of Exodus, God gave specific instructions to Moses regarding the construction of the ark, and it was placed in the innermost part of the tabernacle, a sanctuary used by the Israelites during their travels in the wilderness. And whenever the Israelites set out on their journey, the ark was carried by the priests and placed at the front of the journey. The movement of the ark served as a visible, tangible sign of God's presence leading the way. So, when Joshua told the people, hey guys, look out for the Ark of the Covenant. And when it moves, we move. And that's what they did. And whenever they kept in step with the presence of God, so to speak, 
they were in the center of His will for their lives. And church, it's the same for you and I today. We have the Holy Spirit with us. He's ever present in our lives. He is our helper. He is the one who comes alongside us. He is the one who moves in our lives. He's the one who will nudge us to what He desires to do in us and through us. And it is key for you and I to keep in step with the Spirit of God. If we are to be a people of God, if we are to do His will in our lives, there cannot be two drivers in the driver's seat. We cannot say we are a follower of Christ. We cannot say we are a disciple of Christ if we choose to do whatever we want, however we want, whenever we want. If we are for Christ, the Holy Spirit is the president. He is not just a mere resident in our lives. And so keeping in step with the Holy Spirit in 2024, it is a must. Now, during our staff retreat this year, a few of us got together and had a meal at a burger joint. And throughout the entire meal, one of the staff felt a little bit uneasy. You know, she felt that she had to go to talk to a guy who was seated by himself. And the rest of us, you know, we were just enjoying the burgers in front of us. And, uh, but she felt uneasy and she couldn't ignore the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And as we were leaving the shop, she hurried quickly and had a chat with the guy. And the rest of us, we were waiting outside, you know, wondering what had happened to her. And after some time, uh, she came out and joined the rest of us and she explained to us what had happened. That she had felt a very strong nudging and a very strong prompting of the Holy Spirit to talk to the guy. And she asked the guy if he's okay. And uh, you know, just imagine with me, if some stranger come and asks you, you're okay, of course, the general answer you would tell them, okay, I'm okay, right? Um, and she could have left it as it is. She could have said, you know what, Holy Spirit, I did my job. I talked to the guy. The guy did not respond. It's not me now. But she did not do that. She pressed in a little bit more and she asked the guy, are you okay? Are you really okay? And the guy then shared what he was going through. That he was actually going through a very, very rough time and one of his family members was in the hospital and he was feeling very down about the whole situation. And at the end of that conversation, she took the opportunity and prayed for him. And it was evident that the Holy Spirit ministered him and, you know, touched him. No church, if she had not kept in step with the Holy Spirit, if she had ignored the prompting of the Holy Spirit, she would have missed the opportunity to be used by God in that manner. She would have missed a divine appointment. No, church, no, oftentimes when we keep in step with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will lead us to a way of life that we are not used to. It's not going to be comfortable, but it's crucial so that we can grow to be more like Christ. It's not going to be on our terms and on our schedule. It's not going to be convenient, but our lives must revolve around Him and not the other way around. The Holy Spirit is not going to fit nicely into our schedules. No, come on church. We must fit 
to His schedule and to His time. It is going to be counterculture. Following Jesus is not the popular thing because Jesus beckons us to deny ourselves and to take up our cross. And we will realize sooner or later that keeping in step with the Holy Spirit, it will cost us. But the cost of not keeping in step with the Holy Spirit is far greater. And church, when we walk in step with the Holy Spirit, for every step that we take, we find His loving guidance for our lives. We discover our life's purpose in Him. And we will find that His grace is sufficient for us to carry us through every single step of the way. And so the second reflection question I want to ask all of us to, to think about is this. What is the Holy Spirit nudging me to do? What is the Holy Spirit prompting you to do today? Perhaps there is an area of your life that you have fully yet to surrender to God. Maybe the Holy Spirit is prompting and say, hey, would you release that to Him? Or perhaps another question is this, where is the Holy Spirit leading you to go in this new year, in 2024? Perhaps He's leading you to embark on a new journey, a new career. Or, or, or maybe He's leading you to meet new people. Who are the people that the Holy Spirit is bringing into your life today? Who are the people that He is wanting you to be a blessing to? So consider this. So number one, we keep in step. No, number one, we stay rooted in the Word of God. Number two, we keep in step with His Spirit. Number three, as we enter into a new year, we remember who God is and what He has done for us. Joshua chapter 4 verse 1 to 7 says this, When the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose 12 men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priests are standing, and carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together 12 men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When he crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. Now, this was just after the Israelites had crossed the Jordan River. And God did a miraculous deed by stopping the waters of the Jordan River from flowing during flood season. 
And after all the people had crossed over, God told the Israelites through Joshua to pick up 12 stones, one man together a stone, one man from each of the 12 tribes of Israel and to gather them together. And this was to serve as a memorial for the people and for the generations to come. And I find it interesting that God would ask them to do something so specific to serve as a reminder of what He has done for them. But as we look back at the time in the wilderness, all those 40 years in the wilderness, it made some sense. From past behavior, God knew that the Israelites were prone to forget what He had done for them. You know, every time whenever the Israelites face a hurdle, whenever they face a difficulty or a challenge, they would often grumble and they would often complain as if God did not help them before. It was as if they had a goldfish memory. And I wonder if it's the same for us today. Are we prone to forget what God had done in our lives? Do we easily get discouraged and disillusioned by the challenges that we face in life? Do we quickly get anxious over everything and anything? Do we worry about so many things that we forget that the one who holds our future is with us? Perhaps, you know, for some of us here this morning, you only came to know Jesus no, recently, and you have not walked with Him for a very long time. Or maybe for some of us here, you have yet to begin that journey of following Jesus. Friends, the greatest thing that God ever did for you and I was and is Jesus. When Jesus came 2,000 years ago, He put skin on and walked this earth as a man. He went to the cross and He died and rose again. And He did it so that you and I, we can come before God today knowing that we are dearly loved. He did it so that we can be set free from sin and death. He did it so that our past no longer has a hold on us. He did it so that we can have hope for tomorrow. So if you do not have much to remember about what God has done for your life, if you perhaps have a goldfish memory, look to Jesus and remember what He did for you. Remember that it was His nail-pierced hands that He bled for you. Remember that by His stripes that we are healed. Remember that Jesus went to the cross even though He had the choice not to, He did it for you and I. And church, remembering what God has done for us is not just an act of nostalgia. It's not just to make us feel good and all warm and fuzzy on the inside. When we have the habit of remembering who God is and what God has done for us, it cultivates gratitude in our hearts. It helps us acknowledge and appreciate the blessings, the guidance, and even the interventions we have experienced in our lives. When we remember God's faithfulness in the past, it strengthens our faith for the present and for the future. 
It serves as a reminder that just as how God has been with us in the challenging times, in the difficult times, He will do the same in our current situation. When we recall what God has done, it reminds us of our dependence on Him. And it humbles us and encourages us to rely on God rather than relying solely on our strength and our understanding. And of course, our personal experiences of God's faithfulness serves as powerful, powerful testimonies. Ask anyone around you who has walked with Jesus for any amount of time and they will have stories after stories after stories that inspire and encourages us in our own faith journey. The third reflection question that I want to throw to all of us here today is this. What has God done this year in your life? What has God done this year in your life? How have God brought you out of certain situation? How have God intervened at times when you do not know what to do? Have you experienced the peace of God in 2023? Have you experienced the goodness of God in your life, in your family, in your workplace, in your studies? And then the other question is this, what is God still doing today in your life? What is He still doing today? You know, church, even as we come to a close this morning, we may be living in a time of uncertainty. We may be entering into uncharted territory for 2024. But you know, church, we can be certain that when we stay rooted in the Word of God, when we keep in step with His Spirit, when we remember who God is and what He has done for us, that even though we can't see the entire journey ahead of us, even though life is presenting itself to be full of unanswered questions, you know, church, we can be certain that the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who formed each and every one of us in our mother's wombs, He is with us every single step of the way. And when God is with us, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be fearful. We can be strong. We can step into the new year with much courage. And so church, this morning, as you reflect on the year 2023, I pray that you will come to find that you cannot live life without God. You cannot live life apart from God. That you need to stay connected to Him. That you need to abide in Jesus. So that when we abide in Jesus, 
we know the Saviour, the one who holds our hands. We know the captain is in the boat with us. And we do not need to fear. So church, this morning, even as the team is going to come, is going to lead us in a song, I want us, all of us, to respond to God. I want us to bring the new year before the Lord. And I want us to begin to just surrender it to God and say, God, I give 2024 to you. I do not know the entire year, but I know that God, you are good. I do not know where I'm heading, or in fact, I may have already made some plans, but God, I'm giving it to you. Would you come and take my plans and perhaps even mess it up so that I know my Savior. I know Jesus even closer. So shall we all rise this morning? We're going to pray and then we're going to worship God. Lord, even as we come before you this morning, God, we have seen your goodness, your faithfulness in 2023. We have seen how you have rescued us, how you have stepped into our situations. And at times when we do not know where to go, we have God, we have seen you carrying us through the storms of life. And God, even as we enter into 2024, as we enter into a new year tomorrow and in the days to come, God, we enter with our heads held high looking to Jesus. We enter with our hands lifted high in surrender. And God, we say, let your will be done. Let your will be done. So God, today, we surrender 2024 to you. And we know that God, when our life is in your hands, that's the best place that we can ever be. So Father, we thank you. We honour you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.